Hey, yo, peace, everybody. Oh, Mateo, alhamdulillah, we here. This is Odessa Kane. You are rocking with Step Off. Open your ears, open your minds. Most importantly, open up that heart. Step Off, peace. Welcome to another episode of Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine. Man, we got one hell of a show lined up for you today, guys. Every episode, we have an amazing guest join us here on Step Off Radio, but today we have a guest that we've been trying to get on the show pretty much since the very beginning when we first started Step Off Radio, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only Odessa Kane, just a phenomenal artist, brilliant MC, and a truly wonderful, passionate human being, especially here in the activist community here in San Diego. Somebody that we've just been trying to get on the show for a very, very long time. This is an interview that I've been trying to get for a long time, since at least 2017. This is an interview that I've been trying to uh, to get since before we even started the podcast, actually, you know, back in 2017, when we were still doing just written Q&A interviews. This is, uh, this is something that's been in the works for a very, very long time. And at long last, we were finally able to get him on the show to come and talk about his latest album, Expose the Matrix, which is out now. We have a couple messages from friends of the show, and with that said, we will jump into our interview with the one and only Odessa Kane. I see you soon. Peace. Kiburasa, powerful, persistent, and prolific. We are Perseverance Clothing. Look us up www.perseveranceclothing.net. Shop now; you won't regret it. Ikeva la raza. Shout out to Step Off Magazine. Stay up, listen up. We are here. Much love. Most of three decades, Odessa Kane has been a constant and tireless figure in the local San Diego underground hip-hop scene. As an MC, graffiti writer, and b-boy, the San Diego rap veteran has more than earned the well-deserved status as an elder statesman and icon in the local San Diego hip-hop scene. Born in Tijuana and raised in the Paradise Hills neighborhood, the Mexicano-Filipino MC earned his stripes in San Diego's underground hip-hop scene of the early 1990s as member of the Masters of the Universe crew, which also included Ganjo Sufi, Dag Savage, and Orko Elohim, among others. 
since his departure from Masters of the Universe, Odessa Kane has built his career crafting thought-provoking, politically charged hip-hop, and as a result, the veteran MC has come to be known in San Diego and beyond for his political awareness and activism, helping publicize injustice both local and international through his music and artistry. In 2013, his album Cuetes and Bali Songs, Tagalog in Spanish for Firearms and Butterfly Knives, won Best Hip-Hop Album at the 2013 San Diego Music Awards. In addition, Kane was also nominated for Best Hip-Hop Artist for the 2011 San Diego Music Awards and eventually took home the award in October 2014. During our discussion today with Odessa Kane, we were able to talk about his early years, the origins of his hip-hop career, his latest album, Expose the Matrix, and other future projects currently in the works. With that said, we here at Step Off Radio are proud to present our long-awaited conversation with the one and only Odessa Kane. Peace. All right, internets, welcome to another episode of Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine. We got a wonderful show lined up for y'all. We got an incredible guest on today that we've been trying to get on the show for a long, long time now. He's a longtime staple here at the San Diego hip-hop scene. He's been honored at the San Diego Music Awards, taking home the best award in category for best hip-hop album. He is an organizer, an activist, and he has a brand new album entitled Expose the Matrix. Internets, ladies and gentlemen, please, at long last, welcome the one and only Odessa <laughs> Kane on the Step Off Radio. Peace, peace. What's up? This is Odessa Kane. Um, yeah, we come in at you live and direct, 2021, new day and age, let's, let's keep things moving in the right direction. Peace, <laughs> peace and blessings. Assalamu alaikum. Yo, man, yo, thanks again, yo, for coming on the show, man. It's been a long time in the making having you on here. Yeah, man, we, we, yeah, <laughs> you know, things come together when it's time, you know, and it's all natural, it's all organic, so this is, I'm, I'm blessed, I'm honored to be here with you. Yeah, man, you know, like, it's great, you know, we've been... We've come close, come close to having you on multiple times on here, but at long last, you know, it's great to, yeah, great to have you on. But like I said, welcome to the show. Word. You know, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with us. Word. You know, for all of our listeners out there who may not be familiar with you and your work, you know, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Let them know exactly who you are and what you do. Who was Odessa King? Okay, man. Um, yeah, I'm a... I'm an MC, man. First and foremost, a B-boy. That's how this whole thing started. Um, and yeah, just... Grew up just surrounded by by hip hop and was a participant even early early on when I lived in National City. My cousins they they all exposed me more to it. Got into graffiti. Um, definitely started. Yeah, I think I wrote one of my first raps a long time ago with my cousin. And yeah, just I, I got I fell in love with it even more. And I just wanted to to honor the culture by giving my my side of of what hip hop means to me and how I live it, but uh, yeah, keeping to the traditions, man. Just keeping it raw, keeping it, keeping it how it should be. Uh, founding, you know, architects put it down. So no doubt, man. We're going to dive right into that right now. You know, so let's start from the beginning. You know, tell us a little bit about your early years. You know, you were born in Tijuana and you were raised here in Paradise Hills by Filipino and Mexican parents. You know, what was the cultural exchange like in your family? Did you grow up in a musical or an artistic household? And what kind of music did you listen to growing up and what got played regularly? Yeah, and just so you know, um, yeah, you guys hear me put Paradise Hills Southeast all up in my raps. And yeah, man, that's where I learned a lot of my, a lot of the rules, 
got a lot of my wisdom, knowledge from. Um, but after Tijuana, like, like let's let it be known. I, I was, I lived in National City. I lived in Shelltown for a little bit. I lived in East Dago, right off of Home Avenue. So, yeah, I was in all of these areas. But growing up, as far as like what I was exposed to, yeah, I, I, I came home to like my, my dad drawing, playing the guitar, singing. Came home to seeing my mom sing and. and witnessing her like just you know having fun with it and yeah music was always playing but we had all kinds of music you know what i mean the music was would range from funk to, to rock to you know soul r&b and of course we yo my mom she she would bump her her vicente we would listen to, to all kinds of mexican music from you know cumbia mariachi style to all of it so yeah it was a it was a blessing growing up listening to, to all of the music that i was exposed to um, I think that definitely carried on in my music like later on down the line just learning to love every every type of music genre you know like, that's how I felt yeah yeah man so you were talking a little bit earlier right now with like graffiti and everything you know how were you first introduced to hip-hop what what music did you listen to you know like what what was the inception I guess if you will what kind of like was your first introduction to the genre records I listened to uh, was, yeah, like Grandmaster Flash, and that record will pump the message, it's still culturally relevant today, and uh, yeah, W Fresh, Wendy MC, was definitely pumping out the system back then, we lived in, uh, we lived in Shelltown, yeah, um, but yeah, then, you know, slowly but surely you start to get exposed to actual West Coast music, you know, there was a, a rapper too that we had looked up to that lived in Shelton, his name was Bully D, rest in peace. Um, and then, yeah, started to hear about NWA and all this, and yeah, I was bumping out the, the mini trucks, you know what I mean? Back then we had mini trucks. Like the, the, the vets, the older cats would take their mom's and dad's speakers from out in the house and plug them into their lot and just roll around the blocks like down the street and have some um, Delta, you know what I mean? 38th Street, like, it was, it was deep, it was fresh, but it was brand new. And your speakers had a hit, so you know, we listened to definitely songs that had that, that, that 808, that, that, that really bumped, you know? hip-hop it and still is, you know what I mean? During that time, it was just wide open. It was just beautiful. So
So, like, at this time, this is, like, what? Like, the late 80s, early late 90s? 80s, man. I'm talking late 80s, you know what I mean? So, you know, you're growing up here. So, you're kind of all over the Shelltown National City, Paradise Hills. You know, paint a picture of this time period. You know, I feel like um, when, we, when people look back, you yeah. know, that time period gets romanticized. Yeah. To a, a, a certain extent, you know. Right. What was it like growing up in that neighborhood? And what was... In what ways did the region mold and shape the sound of your music and also, you know, your perception of the world, which plays into the content of your music? Because you know, the gang mentality, it was it was very present there. And um, we started to learn about certain boundaries and uh, certain ways to carry yourself to be a little bit more cautious, be be aware of your surroundings, and especially in uh, going into different neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I think that, that had a profound impact on me and being that like, it just made me that much more, not paranoid, conscious and aware of what was happening around me and yeah it got it definitely got muddy and bloody out there you know what I mean you would come to school I went to Balboa Elementary and you would see like man I don't know if it was a joke but we saw like an outline of the, uh, what was the, was a dead person that shit fucked me up you know it traumatized me but I accepted it it was wild like it was normalized already that like death was around us and you, you could get smoked over some gang shit. Community rattled by the fifth shooting in as many months. A teenager was killed tonight in the middle of a family neighborhood. 10 News reporter Cassie Carlisle is there. She spoke with neighbors who say enough is enough. No, 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 no. Yeah, man, it definitely won't get I'm young too, man. Like, and I'm with my cousins and they're like teaching me how to like fend for myself, what to do if you about to get jumped. How to, I'm not even in my teens yet, you know? They're like, you always have your back against the wall if you get jumped. So they, they'll, have, they'll hit their fist on the wall if they miss, you got a better chance. It's just, it was ill. It was super ill, but it was, you know, it was scary, but at the same time, it was exciting too, you know what I mean? Like, like even at that age, it was already like, um, <laughs> living across the street from cats that were from Gamma Street and shit that, was teaching my cousins how to fight and like, you know, like they, if we hadn't moved, I would have been molded to become one of the soldiers out there, you know what I mean? And that goes without saying. So, you know, all praise is due to the most high that my parents ended us ended moving us out. But we ended up moving to East Dago, where it got even muddier, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that speaks to, to why my music sounds the way that it do, you know? So, I gotta ask you, Manuel, what's the origin behind your stage name, Odessa Canyon? What significance does it hold, and why did you decide to use that as your stage name? Man, I, it's, first of all, it's different. You ain't never <laughs> heard nothing like that before, and growing up around the cats that I grew up, it was always our thing to stand out. 
You know what I mean? Like, shout out to my big brother, Orko, my big brother, uh, Kenny, Zombie, B-Dove, Cats from Boo Without a Soul, Cats from House Clan. You know, and I think it's very much influenced by, like, native tongues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, I guess that pasta news, you know, Chugoy, Q-Tip. It was always something to stand out. So by choosing Odessa Kane, which my first real rap name that I was given and that I also helped pin was Expose the Matrix. Because mm -hmm. Expose was actually my graffiti name that my cousin passed down to me when he used to be in CMA, criminal-minded artist. I'm like, yo, that sounds hard. I should use that as a stage name. But then I graduated Expos and Matrix and it turned to Odessa came. First of all, Odessa just sounds fly to me. I'm like, oh, I love <laughs> the way that sounds. And then I started finding out the root of it or like the odyssey, you know what I mean? This is like, the, this, is a, this is a journey. And I'm like, yeah, I'm very much on a journey. You know what I mean? As a soul on this, on this planet. And then Kane, yeah, man, you know, that's, that's an ode to just, we always had, that was always some stuff like, that we use within hip hop. Like names that refer to dope, you know what I mean? When you would hear the ski at the end of it, that means, you know what I mean? It's like, it was dope, you know what I mean? It was like, it's like snow, it's like dope. It's that dope. And yeah, again, it's very integrated into that street life, but um, I always loved how Big Daddy Kane, uh, big respect to, to him. He, uh, yeah, when he said King Asiatic, nobody equal, I'm like, ooh, that's so hard. And I'm like, yo, I'm. I'm I'm Asian too, you know, I'm Mexicano, but I'm Asian too. And we're starting coming into knowledge of self too, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, but I th I always thought that was hard and I wanted to you know, again, you know, it's it's an ode to the architects, to the actual dope MCs that came before me. Just to let them know I I'm, I'm gonna do my part to carry this on, you know what I mean? Like that's where the Coke Rock. I mean his name was Coke Rock, you know what I mean? So Desert Kane, that ain't a far step away, like and just like what our ancestors did, right? Carry it on the tradition, however we need to carry it on. So it doesn't stray from where we were at, who we were. Your whole career is seeped in this rich hip-hop tradition. And actually, before we dive right into the music, I actually kind of want to touch on your experience as a graffiti writer. You know, oh, yeah. you know what yeah. some people say, you know, the oldest pillar of hip-hop. Yeah. You know, tell us a little bit about the scene back then. You know, back... Back when we first started doing the show, we actually had Blame One, one of your yes, contemporaries yeah, here we, in we San Diego. Yeah, we rocked together, and we rocked pieces <laughs> together, so yeah. And he, he told us when we had him on the show yeah. that when he was writing, there was... Um, the authorities really didn't know what to do with you guys as writers. They didn't know that it was its own culture, so they kind of lumped you guys in with with everything that was gang-related. Yeah. Blame One actually said that he actually ended up in a gang database, and he had to, at some point, get that removed, you know, because it wasn't until later on they figured it was its own thing. Yeah, smart. Smart for him to do that, man, because the police are so quick to want to lump everybody into a gang database, you know what I mean? We, with the gang injunctions and all that. writers too is like this was our outlet though you know what I mean because we weren't we didn't want to bang you know what I'm saying but still we still had to have that like low-key that gang mentality is sticking with your alikes you know the cats that that did the same thing as you being other writers and we would have our crews and stuff you know so yeah we, we stuck together and but it was always a, an outlet to be creative vandalism vandalism 
vandalism is what we do when we paint the subway cars. In the society we live in, we're vandals. In the society we live in our own minds, we're artists. We're artists. We're artists. You know what I mean, man? That's hip hop was always that saving grace for all of us, whichever path we took, whichever element it was, being like, oh, cats that are in the scene, younger cats today, it's a little bit lost on you. Nowadays, you can't rack up, you know, 10 or 20 cans like you used to back in the yeah, day, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, but no, you, you still can, though. <laughs> you still can. Sometimes Home Depot will be slipping and leave their, their whole shit open. And I, but yeah, I know a lot of cats that still, that still rack. And that's, that was one of my favorite things, too, coming up is like, just going against the grain because we broke, too, you know what I mean? We had no money to buy no spray paint. But now, like, you know, nowadays, like, yeah, man, I mean, you see my paint right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got my paint. But it ain't just for me. It's for the kids, too. I want them to take this on. And what's dope is I have friends who have shops that now I can support. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I make my money, so I'm going to support and spread my my little money to the to the local businesses out here when it comes to it. Cause at the end of the day, we still get to create. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's all love. Diving into your music, you know, how exactly did you first get into making music? You know, you've been emceeing and making music here in San Diego for like several decades now, yeah, since the 90s, man. man. You know, sure. what inspired you to go from this position as an observer, you're a fan who's listening to the music, yeah. and then you go to this active participatory role uh -huh. and actually get into making music and pursuing it as more than just a fan or being a hobby, you know? Man, I just always, I always had a vision, like seeing uh, Easy e NWA, like, just how how hard it was. I was like, God, man, and they're able to do it, like, now with their fists, they, they're able to, to put it out there with their voices and their spirit, you know what I mean? I Yeah, there was just a point where, like, one day my cousin was just like, yo, let's write a rap. And I think we're just bumping Cypress Hill, we're just bumping some shit, we're bumping some dope shit. Let's write a rap. And then we did, we wrote this, this rap called uh, Down Ass Mexicans. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, we wrote that. I wrote my little verse. And yeah, I was like, I'm down ass Mexicans. Some down ass Mexicans. That shit was hard, but you know, like after that, we was just like playing around with it. But it wasn't until like, um, yeah, high school, man. 
because I had already got down with uh, with the crew called No So Bunch, which was known as House of Pain. And I remember we would take the late bus home. I actually got bussed up to Mission Bay High School. I was like, I was the only skater in, in, in Paradise Hills and Fellow. There was a couple of us. And all of them bust out. And my sister was there too. And uh, yeah, and I remember one day the, the cast that I got down with my boy KB, uh, Controversial Black, he used to call himself. Super sick, man. That's my big Yeah, one day he just like out of nowhere on that late bus. He's like, yo, man, what's the freestyle? And I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't flinch, you know what I mean? I stepped to it and I busted. And then, like, when I was done, I was like, that shit sounded kind of sick. And they're like, yo, that shit's dope. And I'm like, what? You liked it? Hell yeah. And then that, I think I got a call from them that night. We started uh, our crew based on the graffiti crew DNA, but this was the, the MC side of it, DNA. And, yeah, he's like, I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? He's like, the devil needs an afro. I'm like, what? That shit's hard. <laughs> And it's, it's crazy because, like, you know, I'm a Mexican-Filipino kid in, in uh, you know, in, in the culture, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'll ride for that. I definitely will. You know what I mean? I'm riding with my black folks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, let's, let's do it, you know? And then it was like, you know, we flip it up, like, diabolical mural or not. I mean, you know, just having fun with Yeah, man, they opened me up. After that, we, we'd have to come to school at the end of the week. We'd make the titles. We create the title and we'd all have to have raps for them. We'd all, all have to have our raps ready or else like we couldn't be a part of the crew. It sounded cool to me back then. I'm like, yeah, this is dope, this is cool, this is this is weird. Like we always had that that uh, that knack for writing some wild ass shit. Again, we grew up off the native tongues, you grew up off like like that vibe, so. Like, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers. Jungle Brothers, man, even uh, on, on the other stuff, like Leaders of the New School, um, yeah, Freestyle Fellowship, like that shit hit really hard for us after, you know, getting close to graduating from high school. We're like, oh shit, like it's much more deeper than just gangster rap on the West Coast. Like we have, we have real creative cats out there. We need to, we need to go on this route to uphold like, Foundation, you know what I mean? For being creative, minded, not just like gun to like, you know what I mean? Crack some cats, and like, you know what I mean? It was all, you know what I mean? Made out the beat, not for the things. feel you know like the native tongues influence in your music which okay. kind of you know leads me you know to this next question now, tell listeners about how you ended up joining masters of the universe you know which for listeners out there don't know that includes ganja sufi <laughs> dag savage orko olohim you know yeah, what was what was the catalyst for founding masters in the universe and how did you guys all end up you know linking up and you know what inspired the name and you know what just brought you guys all together like music started with that freestyle even before that I was already we were b-boying we were we were breakdancing you know what I'm saying was, that's what we were into and then it just yeah it flipped but it turned out that like no soul bunch was a conglomerate of different 
crews within within that umbrella. And then, but the, the origin was house clan. House clan, it was like a bunch of, it was the illest housers, the illest dancers in over here, in Christ Hills, you know what I mean? And, um, and then it turns out like, I knew a cat at, at Bell, his name was Sean Campbell. His brother was actually BC, uh, DJ Burn Serial, who used to spin for the offshoot of House Clan, the rap group within that, which was Boo Without a Soul. And I was like, crazy, because it all came full circle, right? Because they just took a liking to me. Like, I was just a, some skater kid coming over here. And they was just like, man, you, you dress wild and shit, because I always had the baggy pants. I was, I was already doing that. It was very much hip-hop, you know, and, and style. But I remember like, wait, oh shit. I know your, I know your brother. We actually used to go to school together. Our horse man, we used to skate. He used to be like an OG skater out there that I would hear about. And it was just weird, man. It turned into uh, so boom. They already had their crews at Ruth out of Soul. They had uh, the Black Brady's. They had Abstract Boogaloo's. And then us, DNA. You know what I'm saying? So it was DNA. So it was Devil Knees and Afro. It was Black Brady's. Um, Boo without a soul. Abstract Boogaloo's, Devil and Afro, Boo Without a Soul, and the Black Ladies. And then we just started getting so into the rap shit. I remember my homeboy Zombie one day is like, oh, we should call ourselves Masters of the Universe. And we're like, oh, that shit's hard. Hell yeah. Because, you know, when you see the verse, I'm like, yeah, Masters of the Universe, man. And so we, we started banging that shit hard. We're like, okay. But, you know, the, the names I think will carry, it will just... Orko would just go on to start killing it doing the solo shit. And um, yeah, actually like Johas didn't come into the crew till later. Sumash didn't come into the crew till later. But they were down with, with other crews. Johas was down with Urban Dynamic and Sumash was down with Nocturnal Sciences. Bro, like, yo, hip hop history here is deep as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But we all fuck with each other because we, we, we loved each other's vibe and then it just they got to the point where we like really into rapping to where like now we want to battle fools. We want to show we're the hardest in Daco. And uh, yeah, man, we get into it with everybody, man. We love battling. Yo. How long was Masters of the Universe together for? Wow, man. So like, when we, we dropped Micro Crucifixion around 95. And then we dropped Back to the Future. It's still Masters of the Universe to this day. You know what I mean? It's just we are all representing it in our own way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, as you know, like Joe has went on to to do big things with Dax Savage and so much ended up killing it as Ganja Sufi and Oracles dropped like 1,000 albums. And now my <laughs> brother Scatterbrain is fucking murdering it. And I'm that's still Masters of the Universe, you know? We all rep that shit still. But musically, I, I'd like to see an album, but it's so hard to get all of us like up in the studio like that. But my brother and I, man, under Red Lotus Clan, we're repping that shit hard right now. So yeah. It's all about Shout out to Red Lotus Clan. Yeah, man. Red Lotus Clan is uh, uh, some of the hardest shit coming out of Dago right now. Yeah. And thanks to him because he's, he's very hard working and he, he pushes the envelope. So. Yeah, man. So at what point, you know, do you go off and pursue your own career as a solo artist? And what prompts you, you know, to take this next step in your journey? Yo, man, I, just, I think I went to a... Like, I had just had this uh, this thing to break away from DNA as, and just do some solo shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, 
oh, I think I can do my own shit. It's actually fun creating my own music by myself. And yeah, man, I, I think after that, I, a lot of people don't know, like, before Cuentes and Bali songs, I already dropped my Untitled. I dropped another album called The Briefcase Narrative. I dropped Civil War uh, with my, my brother's brain as Infinity Gauntlet producing the whole album, and that had my brother Autopsy on there as well. And then it would, then, like, years after that, I think I went to some freestyle, pulled up, and there was, like, a freestyle, and I went up there, like, I murdered that shit, and it felt so good. I'm like, yes, this is, I, yeah, I do this. I forget. I, I do do this. You know what I mean? I do rap. And it's fun sharing that experience with everybody, the love that we're sharing with each other in that, in the cypher, you know? I'm like, I love this. And then, yeah, man, my brother started producing new joints for me, and we, yeah, we killed it with what this, man. We, we did our thing with that one. A while back, I remember you said, you made a post on social media that you made a reference to back in the day, you used to make beats on your PlayStation and record your vocals on a Roland, Roland VS and mix it down yourself. You know, what's the story behind that? Man? No, it, 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 it happened. It was my homeboy T who lives in, he lives like down the street. Um, he had, uh, we all had the PS, the PlayStation, the very first one. There's this, there's this dope little sequencing thing called the MTV Music Generator. I'm like, what? And then he was shows he was making beats on there. I'm like, oh, what? This is ill. So my brother, we went and bought that shit right away. And yeah, we set it off. We started buying, uh, we started uh, creating our shit on there. We started uh, buying these little discs and stuff that you could save all of your, your tracks on. And then what was ill about that, the Music Generator, you could actually sample on there. There's a, a point where like you could take out the actual music generator CD mm -hmm. and put the CD that you want to sample from. Oh shit! Sure. And we would do that, and my brother mastered the fuck out of that shit. I had fun with it too. I got a gang of shit people haven't heard just off PlayStation, just off PlayStation beats. And um, yeah, the shit hit hard. I remember we had we opened up for the homies Living Legends and shit. Me and Orko, and uh, he brought his TV, and I brought the PlayStation, and I, I did that shit on stage, and people. Making beats on the PlayStation, <laughs> boom, blast, and that shit was rocking hella hard too. So, yeah, man, that was that was a fun time, and a lot of music got made on there, man. We made a lot of music. Yeah. Man, I love this. That that is that is a hip hop as hell, you know, making something do what it's really not supposed to be doing, you know, making something funky out of it. You yeah, know? man, and we was like, you know. And not even just funky, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think 12, my boy 12 was making the funkiest shit. He always had a great ear for like, you know, making dope bass lines and melodies. Uh, but when it came to like killing it and creating that next level shit, my brother, he was going off. He was creating new different time signatures that we would challenge ourselves to rap to. So when you ever, if ever you hear any of that material, you could, you could tell we were experimental as fuck. We were having a lot of fun with it, man. And it was dark, it was moody, it was very bluesy, it was very experimental. Like, you can tell, like, we're, we're still in the process of finding ourselves spiritually, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, the music helped, helped mold and shape that, our spirituality and stuff. Dope time, man. PlayStation Beach, for this shit, that shit's fun.
you know, moving in that same direction as, you know, finding yourself spiritually and kind of finding your niche, I guess, if you will, like in your music, you know, your music has been described as socially conscious, uplifting, very message oriented, you know, what is the catalyst that drove you and still continues you to drive to make positive, uplifting music for the community? I think making, because the first raps that I was writing, like you would see like bits of social, like commentary on there. Um, But I, I think when we came to Cuetes, I was just like, let me make it a little bit more accessible and more driven to that point. Um, and let's see, let's see if I could do it. You know what I mean? And um, that was a challenge in itself. You know what I mean? Because I, I like to go off and just do some wild shit with my lyrics, you know, and the delivery and everything. And I think seeing that if I focused my energy on exposing the injustices around me with very like point oriented like statements, you know what I mean? Like, I think that people could digest it better and they'll be able to walk away with like a newfound understanding of like, of what's happening around us and what's not necessarily being shown on TV, in the media. Like it was kind of like my, it was also my way to like serve the people the news, you know what I mean? It, but still, I was still creative with it, though. I was still able to, like, let my pen go and say some some just socially conscious stuff that was still challenging the listener, too. Like, why do you say that? What do you, what do you mean? Like, oh, dang, yeah, that is kind of true. I never thought about this, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, I, I, people took a liking to it, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad because that's where my heart was. My heart was, like, in, in organizing. It was being being active, being out there, talking shit to the to the system and uh, making it a point to know that like, yo, like, no, this, this hip hop isn't just for fame. It's really, it shouldn't be. Like, what are we doing to contribute? You know what I mean? To give back to the culture. Like, it's always about keeping the mass involved, you know what I mean? And in, in where you're going musically. And I think, that's that's the thing that, that, that pushed me the most because I didn't hear a lot of it in music, you know what I mean? Nobody was talking about Anastasio, you know what I mean? Nobody was talking about what was going on in the Philippines. Really? You know what I mean? You had cats out there, yeah, they was they was talking about it. it needed to happen in San Diego too. It mm-hmm. had to happen in San Diego. So yeah, that was my point. That was like me just asserting myself and letting it be known that like, yo, I'm still fi- figuring things out, but I know where I am politically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And spiritually, y'all already know that what I represent, so let me just give it to you like this in the form of music. Yeah, man, you know, it's not uncommon to see you uh, show up at protests, you know, whether you're taking part or you're performing at, you know, Fight for the 15, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, you know, many artists bristle or shy away from such labels of being, you know, quote-unquote woke, or they are, they fear to kind of discuss these issues at great length of their music. A lot of artists, you know, they get flack sometimes from either fans of certain circles of society when they do speak on these issues. Oh, yeah, man. Do you believe the artists and performers and, you know, those who are in the public eye and, you know, even those of the influential platform, do you believe that these artists, you know, whether they be big or small, have a duty to speak out against injustice and bring public awareness to this through their music? Mm, you know, um, if they had a true love for hip-hop, then they would know that it's their obligation to do it. But a lot of these cats that make 
hip hop music don't have no real love or understanding of it, so I don't necessarily care for what they say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, nor am I gonna down them about it because, right? Like society just creates these these different twists and branches off of, of what hip hop is. Like I think we're all we're all trying to find ourselves, and some people can't speak to it. Maybe they're not ready to speak to it. And give them some time. Maybe later on down the line, they'll speak to to injustices that happen around us, or maybe they're just they're so focused on achieving fame and status that they don't want to lose anybody, so they end up becoming yes men to the system, you know. So that's on them. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna fault them for it because there's still those of us that are still pushing the line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we. Well, I don't think nothing's gonna keep us off the path of like you know awakening like a, a socially like deaf people you know what I mean and again it's not on them we just we bring it to light you want to absorb it take it in use it to now you spread that information out dope dope that's, the, that's what we're trying to do you know what I mean I just know now like nowadays I don't want to be too judgmental on people that aren't in the know you know what I mean yeah. like people achieve levels of of knowledge and wisdom at different rates different speeds different times you know so trying to be more more tolerant but at the same time call out bullshit when it needs to be called out you know mm -hmm. for sure man it's always I don't know what people have an issue with kicking up dust you know what I mean like oh you should do it here and there you know what I mean you might spark something you might spark spark this next person to like yo I'm down and that alone is is gonna help move the the movement forward even more you know you know with that said yo it's an understatement to say that political discourse in this country is the most divided it's been in recent memory yeah you know as an artist that regularly makes socially conscious music what are your thoughts on the current state of you know not just political discourse but public civility at large in this nation especially after you know continuous ways of seeing police brutality, you know, the election last year and just the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic here in the States. I mean, you know, it was, it's all about social design, you know what I mean? This was, it was designed by the system to be like that, so everybody's on their side, you know what I mean? Whatever side that may be, I don't know, man. I kind of felt like having seen that divide even grow even further was, it was actually good. It was eye-opening, so we know who's who. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of closet racists that were brought to the front. Dope. Yeah. Now we know who you are. You know what I mean? Now we know we can't build with you because your your level of understanding doesn't meet ours. You know what I mean? To a lot of these people lack empathy. They mm -hmm. they have no heart for like other people's struggles, and that's the that's the thing that saddens me the most. You know, is the divide was created, and they really like stepped into it as hard as they could. But we stepped hard into it too, you know what I mean? We, we, we drew our line in the sand like, nah, we're over here, we're for the people. We're for the have-nots, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and you see that a lot of the people that are, are against that, are, man, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of bootlickers, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of bandidos out there, you know what I mean? A lot of coconuts, a lot of Oreos. It's, it's all a part of the plan though, man. In the, this capitalist society is what creates the the climate for for that to happen like again this is the system created this we shouldn't be shocked by it this is years in the this is decades this is like hundreds of years in the making when the 
the first European settlers came over here and, and created Avid, you know? They had a very, like, well thought out plan to take whatever they wanted from us, you know what I mean? But they ain't got it all. They don't have it all, though. We still, we still hold the power. We just got to act on it. You know, it's like as people say a lot of times, you know, like the system isn't broken, the system is working exactly as it was intended to. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah man, it's it's wild like when I when I dig deeper into it, dig deeper into history, when I dig deeper into the Quran, when I dig deeper into like the holy scriptures and just the other understandings, our ancestral teachings and I was like, damn, and it was leaked. It was kind of all leading up to this, you know what I mean? We just got to prepare for it, and we got to stay ready for what's around the corner, you know? You know, with that said, you know, like, being this glitch in the matrix, if you will, bringing truth to this, you know, hip-hop is one of the most powerful and significant musical genres, as well as social movements of the past 50 years, you know? Tell us your thoughts about hip-hop's power to build unity and enlighten the masses and feel the change, the mechanisms for change in society, you know, and in what way do you hope to play a part in this and help the community through your music? I think so long as I just stay true to, to what my message is and, and what I want to put out there, which is something positive, plus I got children, you know what I mean? So I want to leave behind a legacy that, that um, again, carries on from the... T- the traditions of the past, of the of the Grandmaster Cazes, of the Melly Mel's, you know what I mean, of the of the KRS ones, of the of the native tongues, like. The, but at the same time, you know, also the what people would consider what they coin gangster rap, you know, like no, like just keep putting out this this message, you know what I mean, make people aware of what's going on around them, like how I was raised, of like having been in that that climate where it's like, it's kind of tense. Like, it ain't changed, it's actually gotten heightened. So I, it's more, I feel even more obligated now to speak that, that truth to light, you know? And also try to empower like, folks who kind of like, are giving up on shit and, and, and don't want to fight, you know? Like, nah, the, the fight is still worth it. We ain't gonna see the like, the, the result of it probably in our lifetime, you know? But so long as we keep planting these seeds, like, it, it's, it's going to move for, move forward and keep us in the direction that we need to be. As an artist that has been around long enough to see hip-hop really since its inception up to current times, many people say that uh, hip-hop is kind of returning to speaking out more on social issues, at least on a mainstream level. You know, If you look at the underground, it's always been there, but yeah. for... You know, but like you would have people touching on stuff like this, like Public Enemy and Paris, you know, yeah. and you know, oh, yeah. Native Tongues back in the 90s. And then from the mid 90s on, that kind of fades away from the mainstream side of things for a while. Do you see that kind of making a return on a mainstream level, personally? You know, you you have your you have your mainstream cats that, you know, will speak some some truth to light. You know, that's dope. I, I, I think it's cool. But it's like, are you consistent though? You know what mm. I mean? It's not something that you just do once because it's the thing to do at that time. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta keep pressing the line and I, will it get back to that? I don't know, man. Because this is the the whole industry. Like, it's, it's oh man, it's its own monster. You know what I mean? And so many people want to be a part of what it 
what they could gain from it. You know what I mean? That like they're just gonna continue to perpetuate the same images, the same misogyny, the same like you know what I mean? Uh, broken down value systems of what 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 we should be really teaching our kids as far as like how to carry ourselves and treat treat one another. Like when you turn on the radio right now, man, and like some some of these songs is like damn it's just it's crazy that it's gotten to this point like and then a lot of it's not original a lot of it all sounds the same you know what i mean and, yeah and, and of course it's on the listener to you know to to want to listen to something different i mean of course i ain't always going to be listening to like what people consider socially conscious hip-hop I, because i don't just listen to hip-hop though i listen to all kinds of music you know that uh, I think that makes my hip hop that much more stronger. You know what I mean? Is that I'm not, I'm not tied down to just listening to one thing because oh god, hip hop right now like there's just a lot of foul shit within it now. So I gotta, yeah, I gotta like I gotta be sure not to absorb any of that because you can and it happens. You know what I mean? You end up absorbing all of that negative energy because it's normalized. You know and. Ah man, that's why I, like, you won't see me at a lot of shows. You won't see me at the club. You won't see me pretty much anywhere. But here, like trying to craft a, a new rap that I think is is going to be helpful to our cause. You know, as an individual, your very identity falls at this crossroads of various communities that have historically been, you know, marginalized in this country. You're Chicano. You're Filipino, and you're also a practicing Muslim. <laughs> you know. What is your personal take on the current wave of bigotry and, you know, hatred that we're seeing in this country, especially directed at Latino and Asian communities and, you know, and towards Muslims, you know, especially having to endure this for long your nightmare under Trump? Not to say that it started yeah. with Trump, but it was certainly emboldened everyday racist bigots and xenophobes, you know, over the past several years. Yeah, I mean... It just uh, heightens my awareness. You know what I'm saying? It really does. It just it, and it makes me hold even hold on even uh, tighter to like my my values. You know what I mean? And to my 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 heritage and my ancestry. You know what I mean? And continue to push that out there. You know, even if people don't like it, I don't care. I'm not like I'm not the most famous dude in San Diego when it comes to to rap, but I hold down my section. And I'm gonna hold that down, and I'm gonna hold it down for Chicanos. I'm gonna hold it down for my my Southeast Asians. You know, cause I don't even like the term Filipino. You know what I mean? That's you know, it's oh god, it's, 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 it sounds ugly to me. It's, we're not property of King Philip anymore, so I don't know why we still call ourselves that. And then as a Muslim, like ooh, it makes me push even harder because I because I was already exposed to what was going to happen to us during these times it was already prophesied we knew it was going to be like this for us and i i just pray that we continue to to hold each other down hold each other accountable um, muslims alike you know what i mean and, and call out call out the corruption call out the greed call out those that aren't helping our causes like as as practicing muslims you know but at the same time it's not to not to judge i'm just saying we we have a we have a hard road to, to walk. And I think sometimes the best thing to do is just to step away from society. You know what I mean? And just focus on, on your inner workings and your relationship to the most high. You know what I mean? Most definitely, man. Yo, can we can we talk a little bit about your journey into converting to Islam on, on here? Yeah, man. It's you all know, good. 
Yeah, so like, so tell us a little bit about this. You know, tell us about your journey. What 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 prompts you on this journey of self discovery? Hip hop, hip hop was the catalyst. I wouldn't have known nothing about Islam had it not been for hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the gods and the earths. Mm. I'm talking about the fibers and like, what? Yeah, what? Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, like, what? My A-likes, I'm like, what? 85ers, 5%ers, 10%, like, what is this? And then you start to, then I start to look deeper because already being raised Catholic, I, I took my communion and everything. My, my, my family had us do that. But as I started to open, open my mind and expand myself spiritually as to what, like, what would be good and healthy for me, that level like Catholicism definitely wasn't it. Christianity was not it for me. You know what I mean? Um, and having been exposed to some of these new ideas and within hip hop, I, I, I saw it out more. And I remember um, going to a poetry reading with Porco and he was out there selling CDs and it was a group of Filipino Muslim brothers too, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, we seen you on stage, you had that PS, you was, yeah, you was rocking off the PS, huh, PlayStation, yeah, yeah, what's up, but yeah, and it was so, they were so cool, and so inviting, and then they started to break down, like, what, what Islam is, and what it, where it comes from, you know what I mean, and it moved me, come to find that, like, our people were missing before the Spaniards ever came over, you know what I mean, and, um, it was like, oh, this is, this is wild, and, I really had an understanding of like the prophets and, and, and the message, you know. And yeah, the way they broke it down to me, I was just, I was just, I was taken. And that night I took my shahada. And then right after I took my shahada with the brothers, Orko took a shahada. And after that, my homeboy, Abumba Shuck, he took his shahada. Then my homeboy, Kid Dragon, took his shahada. But we all like did it like, I was like in the same night. Uh-huh. experience with their family did they have any thoughts because as people whether we come from mexico or we come from the islands you know as colonized people this catholicism and christianity is something that's quite literally you could say historically beat into us yeah. you know so it brings up a lot of emotions you know? yeah yeah and um you know a lot of our parents and family they're just they're set in their ways they they didn't understand they're like what what is this what are you talking about the quran what are you what is this nah uh-uh, we're, we're not feeling that but I still carried on, you know what I mean? And it, it's helped me. It has. And it's helping me to this day. I ain't, I'm not always on point, no. But, you know, I make sure, like, my, that my connection and my relationship with the, with the Most High is, 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 is growing. And, it, and I, my aim is to just continue learning, you know? And, it, and it's helped me. And people, like, later on down the line, they started asking me about Islam. A lot of them started to revert to Islam. And, it was, it's dope. It's, it's really dope because there's a community of us and granted we not, we might be smaller in San Diego, but yo, the, the Muslim community out here is like, it's, it's really, it's really tough, man. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's helped me stay on, on a path to, I, to where I don't destroy myself, you know?
Yeah, no doubt, man. It's a, it's a powerful thing, man. I like that you are very open about it, not just on your social media, but in your music as well. And oh, it's, yeah. it's a theme that is carried on very much in every aspect of your life. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I think at this point too, though, but I'm, like, I'm connecting it to, like, our history as, like, you know what I mean, as natives of this land. And it, you know, there's a point where it all lines up. So I'm, I'm just, like, I'm very grateful that, like, I'm learning more about the, the native experience, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are people having been here? Like, what were the teachings? What, what, did, what like, how does wait? You know what I mean? Like, if there's a point where like it just all connects and you begin to see that like, oh no, it, it, it really is as simple as we as we can make it to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just about you know, taking care of the land, man. You know, taking care of Mother Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then just doing right by our, our, our families and, our, and, and the women, you know, and taking this serious, you know, we can't let this continue to go into the hands of the, like, of the invaders, you know, they're steadily destroying, like, what we're supposed to be caretakers of, so, yeah, and, and again, being a Muslim, that's like my right, that's my ob obligation, it's a form of worship to us to, to protect, you know what I mean, to protect the land, so... No doubt, man. Moving on to your most recent musical endeavor, you just dropped your latest album, "Expose the Matrix." You yeah. know, congratulations on that, by the appreciate way. You know, I appreciate. You know. I was called by the jeans Cause soon enough the tables would turn In my favor, y'all That's where the Grandmaster Theodore My Theodora suede Drip with that Jason Mark No marks on my aura, man That means if we don't correlate I formulate my exit My aspirations keep my soul Cleaner than Mitch's Cortez's age You know it's more blessings on the way Bigger, small, consider that You could have not gotten shit at all So with that said, be grateful Playing the fence Only gonna lead you to be in the weakest link In these chain of events In this life that I call mine Time is but a ripple Remarkable yet simple But it still mess with my mental I'm still in it though Like a six-fold you switch And I'ma show you what it's hitting for You front, we back, side to side Till we see in this whole episode Like man, that's eye to eye You choose life that the hummer on Live long and prosper Remove yourself from the equation If the math doesn't add up That's what matters, hey Live long and prosper No imposters in this circle No dishonor in what we made You be great, uh Live long and prosper Tell us a little bit about the backstory of that project. You know, what is the significance of the name and what was the recording process like that? And describe the journey of it all coming together. You know, again, man, it's it my brother, my brother Scatterbrain, he was he's the architect in that he would send me music, he sent me instrumentals. And then slowly but surely, like, it happened. We had a whole album worth of material. And yeah, man, we were like, oh, let's just put it out. Let's do it. And yeah, we, we did it, man. And it was, I think the the most powerful thing about it is like, okay, yeah, the music there, because we, we're going to make music, you know, but we only made it available on our site. You know what I mean? You can't go to iTunes. You can't go to Spotify. I think I put two tracks just for the love, people who have iTunes of the album on there, but other than that, you gotta come to our site. If you really like support us, yeah, we don't wanna give no more no more cash to other people to take care of our business that we could take care of ourselves. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So don't care about Spotify streams. I don't care about none of that shit. I don't care about hits, nah. 
I'm like, who's selling records, bro? Who's selling records? Y'all selling CDs? Can y'all do hand-to-hand? Or can you really go out there and get your music out on the organic tip? And that's always been something that we did growing up. Orko taught us that. We were out in Kinko's as youngins, like, printing up our own our own uh, album covers, uh, recording our own tapes, duplicating our own tapes. We did all that. So it's, it, it, this is, we're taking all that back. We want to go back in that direction and not give our money to no, no like, you know what I mean? Little rich kids that figured out algorithms and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> we, we got the rhythm, you know, you got the algorithm, but we got the rhythm. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt, man. Um, Expose the Matrix is your first full-length project since 2015's Left the Bare Arms. Yeah. And that project is the predecessor to the Cuetas and Bali songs. And both of those projects offered up a lot of critical global and domestic commentary. Yeah, Can fans expect a different experience on Expose the Matrix, or does this project continue in that same vein? You know what? You're gonna, yeah, you're going to hear it on there, you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's a fact. It's a fact. You're going to hear social commentary, man. Um, I, as much as... You know what I mean? Like my the, the creative energy just wants me to just to have fun with it and, and, and go off and get get very like lyrical and, and wordplay oriented. Nah, man, you're still gonna hear you're gonna still hear that uprise against the system like energy that I've, I've been bringing. It's it's there, man. It's and that's always gonna be present in the music. And and I'm, yeah, we're about to drop a new one soon, soon, so. More music coming through, and uh, as you said, you know, expose the matrix entirely produced by your brother Scatterbrain, like literally your younger brother. Yeah, that's my <laughs> and, younger brother. Yeah, man. With the exception of the final track, you know, the album has no features. You know, what was the recording process like? Being able to just lock in and just knock this project out, just you and your brother, and, and how was it different from other albums that you worked on in the past? Um, it's a full length. You know what I mean? Like I, the last two that I did, I was like. On some less is more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's only had seven tracks, left the bare arms, I think, had about the same. Um, this one, I'm like, oh man, we, got, we actually got a lot of music. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it. And we had like, we had dope skits on there, we had dope interludes, and yeah, we, we had fun. It's, it's, like a, it's like a movie, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? It really is front to back. Yeah, and I think that's the first feature that I've ever had. I have, uh, I got Jaws on there, I got Black Mikey, I got Obnoxious, my brother, and my boy Autopsy on the last track, you know? It's on some, like, DOC grand finale, as my brother <laughs> coined it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And if they listen to the track, you'll hear, like, the, a sample from that. There's a DOC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we sample. did that, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's the most different thing. That's, like, setting the stage for me to to be open to working with other artists. And yeah, man, we right there. We right there. Um, I, lo- I love the album. It's raw too. It don't sound like nothing that's out there. It's on some like, I don't know, I feel like, sometimes it feels like it's a punk record. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, you're gonna get like, it's gonna, it, it can hurt your ears at certain points, but I want it to, you know? I don't want it all clean. I don't want it all like, sound like, yeah, like sounding like this shit that's out there. Nah, man. I'm, if I got to stand out by being dirty, okay, cool, man. <laughs> I'll come through, you know, but everything else is clean, you know. They can't front on the, the, the they can't front on nothing on, when it comes to it. 
So yeah, we're happy about it. We're super happy and we're happy that it's in our hands and we, we, we control where the music goes, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, uh, previously you were set to release an album called King Kane. Yeah. Did that project kind of transform into Expose the Matrix or is that another album that is still in the works? Yeah, I got, I, I got like four albums that I'm ready to release. Word? Yeah, so I think King Kane is going to be the stuff that I, I do with uh, Digital Martyrs. Yeah, we're almost we're almost done with that actually. We just gotta. There's two tracks that I need to record for that, but I got that. DJ Inform and I were wrapping up an album. Um, my boy Yo Almo uh, from LA. We got an album in the works too. And uh, oh, my boy uh, Vintage Beats. Him and I got an album that we're we're putting together. So like, yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff coming together. But on top of that, my brother and I we're gonna drop a, a joint album together. Yeah, we really about to mash on foods with that one. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Scatterbrain, you know, Desi Kane on the track is sounds good, man. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yo, shout out to DJ Form down at Beatbox Records. Of course, Always man. Of course. That Don't that be jazz. mad at me, Inform. I'm gonna check in. I will. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Man, um, you know, San Diego sometimes. To an extent, unfairly gets labeled as the salty D. It is and though. <laughs> it is. Nothing like, there's nothing. You know what I mean? That's an understatement. You know. With that said, you know, what do you, what do you enjoy the most about the hip hop scene, Sandy? And conversely, what do you dislike the most? Because there's everyone's got their own take, man. And you're someone that has been there from pretty much the very beginning. Ah, man. Yeah, I think um, it's just that that whole mentality is bred from like folks not wanting to see each other win. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it it comes from like if cats start to get they they glow, nobody really wants to 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 continue helping and supporting it. You know what I mean? And some cats just front on you, but they shouldn't front on you. You know what I mean? They should be showing you love. But um, that's it's cool though. At the same time, it's whatever. Like, cause a lot of this, a lot of the stuff sometimes that I hear out in day goes whack as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it lacks originality. You could tell they're trying to sound like something else, trying to sound like something from from this area or that area, whether it be the east, up top, down south. Like, that's one thing that I, I really dislike, man. Is that yo? You have your opportunity. You got. You have a lab, you got yourself a studio, but you're using it to create music that's already out there. Like, what? How do you do that? Why are you wasting your time? You know what I mean? And yeah, and I think for the artists that do have something, what I dislike is when they just stop making music. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you're, you're finding your sound. You should keep that going. You know what I mean? And some cats just, they don't survive. I've seen that. I've seen man decades of rappers that just fall off and you'll never see them again. You know what I mean? I, I wish some of them would just stick to their guns. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stick to your guns, man. Go out there in a blazing glory, man. Talk your shit, you know? And, um, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's one of the things that, that kind of irks me. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that that kind of is what kind of holds the area back to an extent because when you look at San Diego San Diego is like the second biggest county in the state but yeah. when you look at it compared to places like the Bay 
or Los Angeles, the scene, the hip hop scene isn't nearly as big as compared to those areas. Do you think that that mentality is kind of what holds it back to an extent is not necessarily having as unique um, image or sound? Yeah. And, and I, when I think of like original sounds out of San Diego, like, man, not to like, not to like toot our horn or anything, but like Masters of the Universe, we were doing something different and we still are with the RLK sound, you know what I mean? With the shit that we're bringing. I think that holds us back. And also the listeners, man, some, it's, they don't want to hear none of that, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's cool, I'm not mad. But that, that's what holds us back, like the people don't really pump it too much, you know what I mean? Um, but you got your, you know, you got the other stuff that is pretty popular in Dago. But again, a lot of that shit is like, yo, y'all been making the same song for the past five years, man. Talking about the same stuff, renting the same cars, rapping like this fool or that fool, rapping in front of liquor stores. Like, yo, man, that's that's not all what Dago is, man. We're not just got an SL fries out here, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we're not fast food. We're not simply that. That's a part. But why do we just what is that just what we want to focus on? Okay, it's cool too. You can do that. We'll still make our music over here though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If y'all fuck with it, you fuck with it. If not, it's cool. We're gonna take this product out of town. And that's what we've been doing. My brother's in New York right now, killing it. And yeah, we're gonna do our part to rep Dago with our sound, a really unique sound of San Diego. And a large part of that has to do with Orco. You know what I mean? He set the shit off. You know what I mean? Ganja Sufi carried it too, you know? We was making just some different shit. We still make that different shit. Our shit don't sound like nobody else's out there. You know what I mean? Even even the cats that I fuck with in the scene, you know what I mean? Even the cats that I, I rock with and I got love for out here, you know? We don't sound nothing like them. You know it's, it stands completely apart, you know, from anyone else in the region. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, with that said, you know, what do you enjoy the most um, out, of the re- out of the region? Um, I say the the more unity that's that's coming, you know what I mean, out out of this scene. I because back then, like a lot of us, we were just trying to kill each other and battle each other, and just now I'm seeing more. I'm seeing more people fuck with each other, you know, and that's a great thing. So I think that's a positive note. And yeah, and then you do have cats out here that are on some original shit, man. So it's like hell yeah, this is. This is dope. This is what's gonna help carry us to that next, to that next stage. But again, they gotta stick to their guns, man. Don't go, don't don't just abandon what you're doing. It's cool to experiment, do other shit. But like, man, if you got something and it and it's working for you, then then do that shit. And if you are, if you do have something that is uh, rocking and you feel like you need to conform to get to that next level in the game in the industry. Ah, man, I, I say, don't do that. You know what I mean? Just keep making your shit, man. Like, that's always like, awesome. Like, oh, we need to make a song for the club. Oh, we need to make a song for this and that. We need to, bro, can it just keep it organic? You know, that's a good way to do it. But I understand people got to make their money, so. Yeah, man, you know, when originality is something that's at the pinnacle yeah, of what man. you value. Yeah, what man. advice do you have for young artists, musicians, and performers who want to get into the music industry or the entertainment business? And especially those that want to send a positive, uplifting message in their art. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to be the dead horse, but it's, uh, okay, you know, I won't even get off, get, get into that anymore. I just want to say, man, learn more. Learn more about yourself. Learn more about your people. Get in tune with your ancestors. 
get in tune with the with the struggle of your people, you know, that's gonna carry your music further. And and read, man, read books. Don't just be on Instagram trying to get your likes up. You know what I mean? Nah, man. Stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to be like this and that. Stop trying to like just get attention. You need to give yourself attention. You need to give your growth more attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need to you need to get in line with the spirits of the past. You know what I mean? Our our people had to endure a, a lot, a lot, and for us to just fuck it off just to fit in with society right now is a disservice to those that fell before us. So we gotta we gotta fight our urge to want to be just accepted by Western society to this American bullshit. You know what I mean? We gotta fight that. We really gotta fight that urge to be complacent, man, and to just be safe. Nah, man. Go, go, go. Read about your people. Read about your, read about your bloodline. Who are your people? Where are your people from? Do you even know? Are you connected in that, in that, in that sense? No. Then you'll figure it out because it's gonna carry your music to a beautiful place. You're gonna get really in tune with, with, what, what that vibration that's inside you already. It already exists. But how do you want to bring it out? You know what I mean? You want to bring it on the low terms, or you want to bring it in the highest, most rooted terms? You know. And I think. The more that we, we, we study, we research, and we, we look into our, the past of our people, that's what's going to carry us forward, especially for these young artists, man. You guys do that, you're, you're, you'll be well on your way to create some impactful, creative music, you know? No doubt, man. It's powerful stuff, you know? Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. You know, man, with that said, you know, tell us about what you can about any upcoming projects or endeavors that you have lined up for the future and in 2021 and beyond. You know, I know I've, we see you pop up in a in a cosmic force music video as a small cameo. Could we, my people, you, know, you know, shout out the Jag and Threat yeah, up in the IE. Shout, yeah, man, shout out to my man Jag. Like he came, he pulled up to the Tres Sietes, uh shoot, man, and for the video Tres Sietes and like. Yeah, we just took a liking to it. I'm like, man, that's my bro right here. I, I love my young brothers right here. I love Azomali. I love all this that's happening. I'm like, ooh, they going hard too for, for like decolonizing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, our people and and yo, man, it's 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 very dope where it's going. Like, see those artists like that, artists like that, and continue to work work on your craft though. You know what I mean? It ain't just. The message is important, but you also gotta work on how you deliver it. You know what I'm saying? So some of these uh, younger cats, um, yeah, man, it's time, man. It's, it, 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 your rise doesn't have to happen all at once. Mm-hmm. Oh man, a nice steady, steady incline while your roots is growing into the ground and you're still going up. Yo, that's that's the way to go about this whole this whole music thing. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. Yeah, man. But we got shit. I got shit about the drop. Like I said, I got a couple projects about the drop. Um, I really look forward to what digital dark, the digital martyrs and myself are gonna put out soon. Um, yeah, that shit is sounding super hard. So that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the King Kane album with them. And uh, yeah, DJ Informer. Now we got some funky shit we cooking up. My man West Unique from Oceanside. He's been cooking us real dope, dope, dope funky music. Uh, felt one and maybe about to drop Boys Out Briarwood Volume 2. We'll be dropping that soon. Um, and your album, we about to do do a whole little album. And yeah, vintage beats, man. We already got a couple tracks recorded. It's a new city, so yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. If you had one message to give to your fans, 
right here, right now, what would it be? Find yourself, if you haven't yet. Reconnect to the land. Reconnect to your ancestors. Reconnect to your people. Get back to that. This ain't it. What we got going on right now is not it. Those that are seeking higher learning internally, I think that's gonna, that's gonna aid us to further ourselves like in life, you know what I mean? We, we owe that to, to those before us. And so just say, find yourself if you haven't, you know? And don't be just content with what this is right here. Change it, make changes, do what you can. Little ones too, one person at a time. You know what I mean? But you first though, you gotta, you gotta learn to love yourself. Most definitely, man. Where can people find you and follow you online to see all of your work and get all the latest updates on new music, promotions, events, and shows now that stuff is starting to open back up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could always just go to my, my Instagram, go go to my Twitter, Odessa King. You'll find me on there. You can go Facebook. I'll be on there. But I'm not on social media as much nowadays, man. Social media is just it's annoying, man. <laughs> it's so annoying, man. I Blessing love, and a curse. Yeah. I, but you'll, you'll find me on there talking about next things that I'm going to do. I don't like to be on there as much anymore. Just you know, it's uh, uh, yeah, that that whole that whole thing becomes uh, too much. It's a uh, like a like a border pull that sucks you in. You know, too yeah, much too much bad energy and time spent on there. Yeah, can't. I mean, man, granted, like I got some cool people I follow on there that put me up on new shit. So I think that's the, there's always a positive to it. You know, so yeah, double edged sword. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Yo, man, well, with that said, do you have any closing comments or anything else you want to let our listeners know about yourself or any upcoming music or anything that I might have missed or just some general words of wisdom? Ah, man, I just want to say, man, one love to everybody. Salamu alaikum to all my brothers and sisters. And um, I just not only pray, but let's put in, let's not just pray, let's put into action. You know what I mean? Prayer, meditation, heavy, good. But get out there, get your feet. Get your feet tired here and there. You know what I mean. Get your body tired here and there. You're gonna, you you have so much you can accomplish with what you have, considering the real like those other struggles that are going on in the world for our people right now. What's going on in Colombia? What's going on in Palestine? Um, what's going on in in China with the Muslims there? What's going on everywhere around the world? Like we. We have an opportunity to, to, to bring all that to light, man. Just push forward. We got to push forward and, and build with the people, man. But be also conscious of, like, who's around you and who you let in your circle. You know what I mean? You can't be letting just, like, some anybody's up, up in your space. Protect your space. You know what I mean? Honor your space. And help your loved ones out, man. Yeah. We like and hold each other accountable. No doubt, man. Ladessa Kane. Thank you so much for inviting us into your home. Thank you for coming to show to our listeners. And at long last, thank you again for blessing us with your presence. Ladies and gentlemen, Odessa Kane from San Diego, California. His album, Exposed the Matrix, is out now exclusively through Red Lotus Clan. Get it now. Get it today. And with that said, we out. Peace. Peace. Well, that's our show. Once again, big, huge shout out to Odessa Kane for coming on the show. It's been a minute in the making, but at long last, we finally made it happen. 
We're going to close out today's show with a cut from Odessa Kane's latest album. It's called Expose the Matrix. And the song we're closing out with today is called Meteor Soul. Available exclusively through Red Lotus Clan's website. And with that said, we out. Peace. 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 You know it's more blessings on the way Bigger, small, consider that you could have not gotten shit at all So with that said, be grateful Playing the fence only gonna lead you to being the weakest link In these chain of events in this life that I call mine Time is but a ripple Remarkable yet simple But it still messes with my mental I'm still in it though like a six-fold, you switch, and I'ma show you what it's hitting for. You front, we back, side to side, till we see in this whole episode. Like, man, that's eye to eye. You choose life, death, the hummer, on. Uh. Live long and prosper. Remove yourself from the equation. If the math doesn't add up, that's what matters. Hey, live long and prosper. No imposters in this circle. No dishonoring what we made. You be great, on. Uh. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, prosper and live long. If you ain't trying to see my prosperity, then you get gone. Prosperity had came to me, gift wrapper, blood soaked. Therapy revealed itself behind the pain and gun smoke. And mirrors the unspoken fears. I try to quench with alcohol, but the cutthroat inside me told me seven times to memorize al fatiha Cause after all, symbolize I'm trying to be. But Babylon insisted we kill each other to die inside. If this by design, I'm taking a blueprint, wipe on my asshole with it. After I shit on all they dollar signs, I modified my thinking. Finding life's meaning in my children's eye gleaming, the light beaming. And now I see it, I see myself sinking deeper. Can't fight the feeling, why would I fight would bring me closer to a law? You gotta feel me if you don't get up and get gone. The hate is written on your smile. Your hug is halfway and why your handshake when we handshake? Cause faking nowadays is commonplace, but I ain't gonna be taking out my song. Love me or leave me alone, I'm gone. Live long and prosper remove yourself from the equation if that math doesn't add up that's what matters hey live long and prosper and no imposters in this circle no dishonor on what we made you be great uh live long and prosper uh live long and prosper yeah yeah live long and prosper prosper and live long if you ain't trying to see my prosperity then you get gone This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.